You are listening to the Aging Starts Now podcast, where it's all about responding with confidence to the legal, financial, and personal challenges created by disability, unexpected illness, or simply aging in general. Join us weekly as elder law attorneys Tim Takis, Barbara McGinnis, Chris Johnson, and other members of the Takis McGinnis Elder Care Law Team talk about the tools, techniques, strategies, and services that will make the elder care journey easier for everyone involved. Get ready, because aging starts now. Hi, welcome to another episode of Aging Starts Now. I'm Caitlin Green. I'm one of the elder care coordinators here at Takis McGinnis Elder Care Law. And today we're, we're speaking with founder Fatima Karwandiar of Manana. Welcome, Fatima. Welcome. I'm glad to be here. Uh, let me know, um, how long have you been in business and what exactly is Manana? Um, it's actually Manana. Manana. So, okay. All right. It's 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 an easy mistake because um, Manana is it's just missing the accent mark. But Manana, I um, I'm in an early stage startup, so I've been working on this um, company for a while, but recently launched a couple of months ago in the Nashville market. Okay, this is interesting. So, looking at the website, tell me about some of the services that you offer. Yeah. So it's really geared towards that non-medical type of support that people are looking for. So whether it's helping, you know, you run errands, transportation assistance, uh, personal care, uh, companionship, uh, tech help. Uh, I think one of the first services someone called me about was tech help because they did not want to rely on their own personal network and felt more comfortable with a stranger coming over to help them. So really that non-medical support um, is what Manana offers. That's really neat. I love that you, you include tech, but I really like uh, the website talks about life's everyday tasks. That's correct. Yeah, it's, it's the things that, you know, probably you and I are very fortunate that we're able to do without any assistance. And, you know... I see this obviously for someone who is aging, but sometimes you're, you know, you've had surgery no matter what age you're at and you need a helping hand. And so Manana was really created in a way for someone to have assistance, whether that's long-term or even temporary. I really love the name. I'm glad you, you, um, you called me on my, my Spanish pronunciation. Cause you're right. Now that I look at it, I see it. Manana. I think that is so cool. I, um, you're going to laugh, but, I think banana. So I think that's really cool. So where did you, um, how did you get to naming your company this? I think that is so neat. Yeah. So my family is natively from Afghanistan and there are two languages spoken in Afghanistan. And one of them is Pashto, which is a native language that my parents speak. And then I grew up speaking in the home and Manana means thank you in Pashto. And so I saw, you know, this platform, a way to bring two parties together and express gratitude that they get from interacting with one another. I think that is so neat. I, there's something about this idea of courtesy and I love that it means thank you. I I, I was tickled to learn that this morning and especially because it, it ties to your native language and your culture and caring for others you know, that's, that's pretty deep and meaningful. And I think that 
your website talks about experiencing gratitude. Mm-hmm. And uh, I know you and I feel the same that we feel a gratitude for caring for those who've cared for us, you know, to show that respect and reverence to our elders. And I think that that's really neat. One of the other things that I wanted to ask you about or really compliment you on was that you talk about caregiver burden. And even that leads to things like social isolation. And you list your values on the website. And I applaud you because when you when or any of us, when somebody comes home from a hospital or someone has life transition, there's all kinds of things that are impacted, just like you say, with appointments and groceries and even just the daily life things on top of the health things. Mm-hmm. So can you give me an um, example maybe or your thoughts on caregiver burden and how Manana seeks to help that? Yeah. So I think, I think for, I think one of the things that I have found really interesting as I've been working on Manana and just talking to people I don't care what title you've had in a certain company or who you are as a person. I have heard consistently from every person, they have taken care of a loved one in their life. And I think that is really unique. When you think about like, you know, things that we have in common, I am, I'm not surprised to hear, but that just goes to show you that so many Americans are taking care of a loved one and, There are also, there's a term that you all are probably familiar with, but the sandwich generation. So the same people that are taking care of someone aging in their family, they're also taking care of someone who is younger, probably their children. And so that right there on top of trying to be a very productive citizen, you know, with a job or other responsibilities, and then you have the people that you're taking care of. And so I... I knew that families are just looking for a bit of respite. They they may not be looking for that full-time care, which there may be companies that service that, but where can Manana fill the gap? And, you know, and that's where this is badly needed. Um, I think one of the things that makes Manana unique is if we have this caregiver burden and we don't have, and we're sharing the same resources, how do we tap into, you know, a new pool of people to assist these families needing assistance for their loved one? And so, you know, that's where Manana came to be. It's a caregiving marketplace. And, you know, I'm not pulling from the people that are caregivers at a, you know, inpatient facility or a skilled nursing home or a home health agency. These are people that are looking for flexibility and the opportunity to make money, but do, you know, but do work where they're actually helping someone. And I would say what's makes you, what makes the Manana helpers unique is they've had a personal connection to someone in their life where they've taken care of someone. Um, I had someone who was a helper that she actually during grad school lived with her grandfather that had dementia. And so, you know, on top of being in grad school, she was there and present for him as well. So I think, you know, I think the, you know, Manana as a business, as a founder, I understand that, but even the helpers understand this service is needed. Oh, sure. And that does make a difference. You know, personal experience makes a difference. I 
I hear it um, in the general public as people say, you have to have a calling to do this type of work. But I think you're right. We, a lot of times we start at home, we experience these things with family or friends or the community, Mm -hmm. and then we find our talent. So I love how you are approaching this need in a little bit different way. Can you tell me more about the helpers? So as a caregiving marketplace type of system, how do you vet the helpers and are they specific in their services? So for example, would um, would it be that each one does something a little different based on their background or are they all uh, about the same type of service? That's a great question. So the uniqueness about Manana is that these helpers have autonomy. So they have autonomy in the hourly rate that they set and the services that they're willing to do. And so if you're a family member coming in, you probably are like, you know what? I don't need a certified nursing assistant. I don't need an LPN. I just need a caring individual who has possibly taken care of someone that has dementia or that's okay. I can, you know, they seem like a really good person and, you know, based on their background, I think they'd be a really great fit for taking care of my loved one. So they, they set what they're willing to do. You know, if they don't want to do personal care or overnight, then they don't select that in their profile or match with the family that's looking for that. All of the helpers, yeah, all of the helpers have gone through a background check And that's one of the beauties of like technology is, you know, they're, you know, rather than having to go somewhere on site or in person to do that, there's a technology vendor out there that makes it really easy for Manana to connect with, to run the background check. And then I also meet with the helpers in person. So they have a connection. They know what we're doing at Manana and they're vested in, in seeing the success of this and connecting with families as well. So that's that's what I do differently. Even though the helpers are 1099 contractors, I I can I am personally meeting with these people and getting to know them. That's great. That relationship and rapport. So, all right, that leads me to think too. Is this just for older adults, or could this be maybe special needs or someone that's younger, maybe someone uh, living with a disability? What are the parameters there? So my very first customers. Um, were adults with special needs. So um, really anyone that has come to find me, Manana is for them. Like I said, you know, if you and I have a situation where, you know, we have to have surgery, right? Rather than relying on, you know, our best friend or our mother or parent, you're like, you know what? I just need someone to take me to my appointments, you know, post-op. You can come on Manana and find a helper and they can provide that assistance to you. So it's really for anyone who needs assistance from someone that is, you know, special needs to someone who's aging to someone who's able-bodied, but had a situation and they need some temporary help. That's fantastic. So that really takes some of the barriers off. I know one of the top questions I always ask is what's the hourly minimum, you know, and So if I understand right, you leave that to the care provider. Exactly. Yeah. So they set their hourly rate. Um, You know, as we grow, we'll have some more insight and analytics into where we can actually suggest a price. But Mm -hmm. I would say, you know, we have helpers starting at $15 all the way up to um, $30 based on their experience and their availability. So sure. And depending yes. on what they what they offer, and that makes sense because no two clients are exactly the same. 
And, you know, our goal is to meet people where they are. And so it really, it depends. Yeah. What else do we need to know about this? I feel like this is a really unique way of, of answering um, a need. Yeah. I think, you know, I think I'll just kind of share why I did this and kind of how this idea came to be. You know, I have a, a background in technology, specifically in product management, and I won't get into like the nitty gritty of that role, but it at the root of my job responsibility, I'm a problem solver. So I think about how technology can be easier for someone no matter what role that they're in. And I was working on a Medicare Advantage product, so I got really closer to understanding the aging population and what their needs are and how technology can actually support them. And then personally, my mother broke her hip and she was standing on a folding chair, which I would not recommend anyone do that. So there's my PSA. Um, and you know, right. I know she had to get surgery. And um, when she was rehabbing, I had a business trip. And I, so I was kind of there to help assist her to get to her appointments. And she was, you know, they put you on medication. So you got to get blood drawn, all that. And I had a business trip come up. And so I was calling around to see who was available. You know, I called agencies, I was posting and I just could not find anyone. And I thought there is no way that it could be this difficult to find someone. And I was flexible. Like she didn't need 24 seven help. I just would have felt better if somebody would just show up to the house and check on her and help her with anything that she needs. So she was like, I'll be fine. Go take the trip. And they don't do this now, but this was in 2016. They made you wear compression socks post, you know, hip replacement. And that with hard on a hardwood floor is a really bad combination. Well, she slipped and refractured her hip and, um, oh, no, I know. And I was, I was in Baltimore, Maryland on a trip and that's when I got the phone call and, uh, it was still pretty traumatic for her. And, and obviously she's doing well now, but I think about it should never have been that difficult to connect with someone because, and that's why I thought, you know, if these people are their own 1099 contractors, they set what they're willing to do and they have the autonomy. And then families like, you know, for my mom, I could have been able to find someone because again, I didn't need someone at eight to five. I just needed someone who was a kind, compassionate person to come and just be present for a couple of hours while I was away. Exactly. So I know I'm not the only person that's ever experienced something like this. And so I just knew there had to be a better way to connect, you know, these families and people out there that are looking for, you know, flexibility in their schedule, but also do really meaningful work. Absolutely. And you're right. You're not the only one that's experienced that. I've experienced that personally and professionally, and this is a great answer to it. Um, so tell me if uh, any of our listeners wanted to become a helper, how's the best way to do that? Yeah. So they can go to Manana Help. It's M-A-N-A-N-A-H-E-L-P.com. And there is a place for you to sign up to be a helper. But also on our website, there is a number where I'm the person that answers that. You can send, call me or send me a text. The number is 615-212-9609. So you can sign up without you know having to engage with me right away, or you can call me and I'm happy to, to walk you through that process. 
That's fantastic. Fatima, I'm so glad you joined us today. I am so glad to hear about this and I commend you for the for innovation in this field. I, I have to admit, I am not tech savvy, um, <laughs> but I am just thrilled that you have seen this need. Um, I'm sorry that your mom experienced a, a double hip trauma, yeah. um, but you saw this gap and you've answered it in such a neat way. And I think that is absolutely refreshing. So I'm, I'm so glad that you were able to be with us today. Um, if you don't mind, give us that website one more time. Yeah, it's um, M-A-N-A-N-A-H-E-L-P.com. Hanana Help. Okay, I love it. Well, thank you. That's about it for today's episode. Take us McGinnis Elder Care Law is a life care planning law firm. We help families respond to legal and financial challenges caused by chronic illness or disability of an elderly loved one. Join us next week. We'll do another episode of Aging Starts Now. Thank you for listening to the Aging Starts Now podcast. For more information about today's show, visit tn-elderlaw.com, click on the free resources tab, and then click on Aging Starts Now. You'll find the show notes there. And while you're at it, why not check out all the free resources available at tn-elderlaw.com? Document downloads, the Tagus McGinnis blog, educational videos, informative articles, helpful links, a TV show, and more. It's all there free for the taking. If you enjoy listening to the Aging Starts Now podcast, please subscribe, rate the show, or leave us a review. It's easy to do on whatever app you use to listen. We would love your feedback on the show. Aging Starts Now. We'll be back next week with more candid discussions about challenges created by aging, disability, and unexpected illness.